0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. Y'all, today's episode has been really, really coming up in my spirit, coming up in my life, and coming up in my social circle. I've been running into so many friends and peers that have really been struggling with the concept of forgiving God. It's something that one of my friends even said I was the first person to introduce her to. And I just really felt like this was something that God was highlighting to me to talk about this week. Because when we find that we are in a place of unforgiveness with God, when we are in a place of unhealed hurt, in a place of reflecting and wallowing and holding on to those unmet expectations, dreams, desires, and prayers, man. I really think that it can end up being a roadblock and a blockade in our heart and in our relationship with God. So today's episode was going to be centered around forgiving God. Now, disclaimer, okay? God does not need our forgiveness, okay? God is morally perfect. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, how that plays into this conversation. But just in the practical context of us being able to let go of whatever we're holding against God. That's what forgiving God is about. And so how do you get to a place like this? I know for me personally, I've been in places where I felt like God failed me. I felt like God didn't meet my expectations. I felt like God wasn't listening to my prayers. I felt like God reneged on his word. And It's taken time, reflection, healing, honesty, and honestly, a lot of hindsight to realize God has never failed me. And the things that I, one, was asking for sometimes was out of an impure motive. Two, I was responsible for my own expectation. For example, God had given me a vision or a dream that I would be working at a certain nonprofit. So I took that dream to mean, okay, I'm going to work at this nonprofit. It's going to be a full-time job. It's going to be great. If God is placing me there, it's going to be lucrative, dah, dah, dah. building this dream up and filling in details and puzzle pieces that God did not say. So when time came for the thing to come to pass and it didn't look how I thought it would look, I was really upset. Now, listening to it with that hindsight, right? With the full story, it's kind of like, okay, how can you be mad at God when God didn't say all that? But this is what we do all the time. God says that he will prosper us and not harm us. And then we sit here and go, oh God, I thought you was going to do this and you was going to do that. And I thought it wasn't going to be this and it wasn't going to be that. But God never said that. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. That means... Yes, there are going to be some crappy things that happen to you just because you are a Christian and just because you are a child of God and that you are uh, called according to his purposes and you are loved by him. That does not mean that you will be exempt from trial and tribulation. That does not mean you're going to be exempt from heartbreak and hurt and discrimination and bigotry and prejudice and all these other things. It doesn't mean those things aren't going to happen. What it means is you have God on your side to walk with you through it happening and to get you to the other side. That's what it means. Okay. And so, yeah, there's just been several times and in several different ways that I've had to learn this lesson. And I believe that this is great advice for someone that is walking through their valley season, really any season of life, because you can be discouraged on the mountaintop and discouraged in the valley just the same. Um, But this is for the people that are disappointed with the way that things may have worked out in their relationship with God, in their relationship with themselves, with other people or just their circumstances. And they begin to blame God. So. With that being said, um, let's talk about demystifying our relationship with God. I think that what made this such a profound revelation for my friend when I told her, like, "Well, have you forgiven God, and she'd never thought about it like that is that sometimes we get to get into a habit of making God so lofty and aloof that having a practical relationship with him kind of goes over our heads or we don't even think about it. So let me flesh that out a little bit more. In the same way that if you and your friend got into an argument or your friend said they were going to do this and you felt like your friend didn't follow through with what they said they were going to do, the healthy thing to do would be to bring it to that friend and address it so that y'all can get on the same page and there can be forgiveness so that y'all can move forward in the relationship. But what happens with God is Sometimes we get to feeling like because we're upset with God, we can't go to God with what we're upset with him about, but that's just not the case. The case is that the first and foremost person that you should be going to anytime you're upset, but especially if you're upset with him is God, Right. So don't get to the point where you just believe God is just so right and so this and so that, which he is right. He is that and he is this. Listen, just follow me. Don't get to the point where you focus on that so much that you forget the father figure that God is. Right? If you have a child or you have ever watched children or have like a little cousin or something like that, or even just somebody that was like a subordinate to you. If they came to you voicing concerns, you would want them to have brought that to you so that you could address it and make sure y'all get on the same page. The same thing applies with God. And a lot of times we're not giving God an opportunity to even stick up for himself. Not that he needs to, but because Sometimes he he wants to. Sometimes if you just go to God and ask him why something didn't happen, he'll reply and let you know. I'm not saying this is the case every time, because a lot of times what does about to say God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We cannot see and counsel God and correct God and figure out every single twist and turn that he makes. We have to have a balance with this. But we're not even giving a God, we're not even giving God an opportunity to let us know what the reason is, to even know if we're gonna get an answer. And I find that a lot of times when we're in places of being disappointed with God, we get to a hardened image of him. We get a flawed or a twisted perspective of him that he's just so mean and so harsh. If I come to him and ask him why, he's not even gonna tell me anyway. So why bother asking? And that's simply not the case. Sometimes God will tell you, but I'm going to be very real. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and make it seem like, well, just go to God about it and God will tell you exactly why he's doing this and why he's doing that and why he's doing this and why he's doing that. That's not the case either. But what you're doing is opening the window for healing, opening the window for comfort, opening the window for peace about it, opening the window for a conversation about it. You're not even having that conversation. Y'all know that a lack of communication in any relationship is automatically going to mean a demise in that relationship, whether now or down the line. And the same is so with your relationship with God. You cannot continue to hold on to hurt expectations, um, missed prayers or prayers that you feel like were missed um, or whatever it is, because later down the line, that's going to diminish and tarnish your relationship with God. And because you're listening to this podcast, I know you do care about your relationship with God. And even more importantly than that, because the Bible is written and because Jesus died on the cross, I know God cares about you coming to him about that. And I know God cares about your relationship. So with that being said, demystify this whole thing about talking to God and bringing to God when you're upset with him. We've already talked about this. Go to previous episodes about what to do when you're upset with God. Um, and really take this in the forgiveness aspect. I think we're looking at that same issue from a a prospect of, or a perspective of what it's like to be the forgiver, right? Um, Next, I would say, remind yourself of God's character and his promises. I think, I'm gonna talk about those separately. Let me talk about his character first. Because God is morally good, because God is morally not flawed, Anything that you feel like you missed that God did not give you, you did not need. And I think when we have relationships with children or even like our pets or anything, just to like really make it plain, your dog might wanna go over there and sniff that, you know, whatever is going on, <laughs> sniff that garbage. But you know, they doesn't need, they don't need that garbage. But the pet might have a little attitude with you because like, why won't you let me do what I wanna do? I, I wanna go this way and you won't let me go this way. And I think a lot of times we have to make it that plain, even though it may not be that simple with God, because some of the things that we're upset with God for not allowing us to do, it was actually his protection from. Sometimes the things that you feel like God didn't allow you to do, it was because he was protecting you from it. And so. I want us to remember God's character when we get into a place where it's hard to forgive God, especially when there are other people in the mix that need to be pieces of the puzzle in order for what he said or what you prayed about to come into fruition. You cannot discount free will. And so remember, if something goes wrong and something that God had showed you or talked to you about, please understand that God was not the issue. God was not the issue. And so we need to stop pointing the blame at somebody who literally is not in the wrong. I'm not even saying it's your fault because a lot of times things happens to us that are not our fault, but that doesn't mean that it's God's fault because just because that's the only person you know is in the equation. You don't know how many people God had in this equation going on. You are but one piece of the puzzle. And so you are looking at the puzzle maker like, how dare you? But you forget that all these other puzzle pieces have their own free will and can do what they want to do. They can decide to go with God's uh. A desire for their life. They can decide to go with God's will for their life, or they can decide to go a completely different route and do whatever they want to do. It's up to them. The same way it's up to you, it's up to them as well. So just remember all the moving parts um, and remember God's infinite good, goodness, his intrinsic goodness It's literally part of who he is to be good. So remember that. Because sometimes I think we do get to that point where we start to taint his character in our mind and in our hearts, and it reflects in our relationship and in our prayers and in our expectations and in our ability to have faith. I was recently talking with someone and I was giving them this word that God gave me that was a very joyful word. And he was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, y'all, like no reaction on his face. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I just, you know, I don't like to get my hopes up. Imagine. Imagine y'all, if you have found yourself saying that you don't want to get your hopes up about something that God is saying to you, you have to deal with some unforgiveness in your heart when it comes to God and the things that he says. Because there's just no way that the God of the universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega is telling you something and you're like, I don't want to get my hopes up. So I really want to let y'all sit with that because we have to be able to see it for what it is. That is a hardened heart, right? But that is hurt at the root of that hardened heart. That is hurt there. And I've been there, y'all. I'm not trying to like bash anybody. I'm not. I promise y'all I've been there a million times. Go back and listen to previous episodes. Y'all, I was there. <laughs> I was there, baby. If anybody was mad at God, it was me. I'm telling you. Um. So yeah. But we have to begin to identify those things for what they are right and move past that because there's just no way that God should be able to tell us something beautiful. And we are are unwilling to receive it wholly and fully to to show rejoicing and excitement because we don't trust God enough to trust that what his word is will never return to him void. We don't have that much trust. So that just really hurt my heart when he said that because I was just like, dang, like, I know what that place is. I know it's not a great place. But even to hear it on the other side of it, it's like, man, that hurt is deep. That hurt is deep. Um, so reminding ourselves of his promises. OK, so one of the, this is kind of two part, one part on the, on the shallow side, remind yourself of the great things that God has said over your life, the great things that have come to pass that have already happened. Those really usually help to boost our confidence in what God is saying now, what God is doing now, the fact that God is moving now, whether you see it or not. The second part and the deeper part of remembering God's promises is, go back to what the promise actually was. Did God say everything that you're trying to hold him to? Because in the example that I gave y'all earlier, I had added pieces to the puzzle thinking this was the way it should go. And because it didn't go that way, I thought God was wrong. But it wasn't until I looked back on it that I realized, wait, God just told me that I would work there. God didn't say nothing about no full-time job. He didn't say nothing about no salary. He didn't say nothing about... I may, I I conjured all that up, right? Um, and so I think, not I think, I encourage y'all to go back to the to the original word, go back to the original promise and really sit with yourself and ask, did you add anything to this thing that you are upset with God for not fulfilling? Sometimes that's the case. It's not the case every time, but sometimes you can find yourself being the real culprit. And I really want y'all to address that. Go back to the promises that God has given you. Because remember, you can hold God to his word. He said no word from him will ever return void. So if you see something that hasn't come to pass, you have to understand that the reality is not, oh, it's never coming to pass. It didn't come to pass. It has not come to pass yet. It may not have come to pass it the way that you imagined, right? And so I just want to encourage y'all to shift your mindset about that. Because it really is a mindset shift. Ooh, that's a tongue twister right there. Um, And lastly, create some space for faith, y'all. After you have taken these things to God, you have reminded yourself of his character, which by the way, that's in the word. If you remind yourself of his promises, which by the way, that's in the word. Um, Ooh, quick pin in that. When it comes to his promises, make sure that you are holding God to something that he said and not something that somebody else said. I'm a mic drop on that. I'm a mic drop on that. But coming back to create a space for faith, um, once you've done all these things, there should be a, a, new, a new tenderness to your heart. And in that new heart, you should be seeking out opportunities for faith, right? You should be excited, maybe a little nervous, and that's okay, you know? Trying to retrust somebody, even God, is difficult because we're flawed human beings and we live among flawed human beings. And time has taught us over time that people are going to fail you. But God is not so. God is not so, y'all. So create that space for faith. Create an opportunity for God to be right. What if he's right, y'all? What if he didn't lie? What if it really does come to pass? Ponder on those things. The Bible says, ponder on what is good and holy and pure and righteous and lovely. Think about those things. Set your mind on heavenly things, not earthly things. Set your mind on those promises. Once you purify them and get the little you that was sprinkled in there or you're sprinkling your mama or whoever else was sprinkled in there, purify that vision back to what God said and hold on to that, y'all. Hold on to it. We are going into a new year, God willing, we all live to see the day. And every year it just really astonishes me how far God has brought me. Um, how much I have grown, especially this year. I'll probably do like a reflection episode toward the end of the year because man, has it been crazy. But create that space for faith again. When we start anew, a lot of us start writing down these visions for our next year, writing down visions for things. If you wrote down visions from this year, go back and see what God has done. If you have a prayer journal, go back to the beginning of the year. Go back as early as you can and see what God has done. I love y'all. That's it. (laughs) This is a good word. This was a really, really good word. I'm probably going to come back to this at some point in my journey because man, is it really hard to stay true, stay pure, stay tender. It's really rough. But yeah, y'all, that's basically it. If y'all are watching this on our YouTube family. Hit the like, subscribe button, leave a comment. Um, yeah. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, definitely leave a rating, a review. Uh, hit the post notification bell to oh, make sure that you are aware every time we drop an episode. Y'all know it's every Thursday at midnight because your girl don't miss, glory to God. And yeah, hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. We could chit chat a little bit. I love y'all so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the bells. Bye.